Hello, welcome to Circuit and Gear, a podcast where we discuss scenic automation and other interesting tech. I'm Gareth Connor. And I'm Royal Marty. Royal. Gareth. It's been, <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks. Um, and yeah, we, we gotta, tried to be better. We tried to be better. We're getting, we, well, this, hey, this is true. better than the last <laughs> it's one. It's a step in the forward direction. Yeah, it's like 100% improvement or something. Like We cut our delay by 50%. Look at that. Right. Yeah. We're... Well, now we only got to go one more time, and then we're back on yeah, schedule. Yeah, back on track. No big deal. <laughs> so we've had a couple of big jobs uh, go out the door and get installed and stuff since yeah. the last time we spoke, and it uh, seemed like today would be a good time just to kind of wrap those things up. Right. Project share we, what we learned. and Yeah, because they're projects we were talking about uh, in the, when they were in the planning phases. Exactly. And then we had, uh, well, I guess, so we had the Steppenwolf project, yep. and then we have a kind of a crazy side story panic phone <laughs> panic tech support right. thing from dallas but both of those will be fun to talk about i think first up steppenwolf yeah steppenwolf theater out in chicago uh for those that don't remember or didn't listen to the previous episodes uh we are were hired by them to create a six foot by 12 foot sunroof yep. and a six foot by 12 foot lift to go underneath that sunroof right and then also to provide um four winches four deck track winches yeah, yeah, yeah. deck tra- deck winches um that basically was um done in the month of august right actually like in the last three weeks of three august. weeks of august or so yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 um steppenwolf actually had signed off on the project i think in july yeah july, maybe like even earlier than that it, yeah they gave us a fair amount of they did. They did. runway. Yeah. And we were just so slammed, it ended up, really, we couldn't focus on it until August. So right. we spent about a week designing it, about two weeks building it. Yep. And then another half week or so, kind of testing, adjusting, painting, putting it on, wrapping it up. Yeah. And shipping sort of thing. It. Right. Yeah. So it was like three and a half weeks start to finish. Um, and Which was a tight timeline. <laughs> It was tight. It was tight. It was tight. It was definitely <laughs> tight. It was August was kind of a brutal month for us. Yes. <laughs> um, but the six foot by twelve foot sunroof, they were two six by six doors. Right. And each door was constructed in a, with a top half and a bottom half. The bottom half ran on linear rails, and was pulled. They were pulled. Um, in like a biparting fashion by a winch by a winch by just a standard deck winch it's a standard deck winch yeah and uh and then the bottom door the bottom what we called the trays that were attached to the winches that are attached to the winch they had uh uhmw or actually they were delrin delrin or, or hdpe i yeah. can't remember HDPE. a plastic yeah a plastic a slippery plastic yep they had a slippery plastic set of wedges on them facing up yeah and then there were the lids of the doors had opposing wedges um and sat down on the trays right and so when the trays came together and then the the lids would touch the trays would continue to pull in and those wedges would kind of squeeze together and pop the doors up pop it up right um, so it makes like when the, when the doors are closing, it makes for an, a, a different look than what most people are used to for the sunroofs because, you know, the doors come together and they, they hit and then all of a sudden they start to rise up as opposed to what most people are used to on the sunroofs where a 
corner comes up and then another corner comes up like right. you know because you're doing like link bars or something like that yeah 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 where you have like the leading edge like rides up a ramp and then the back edge gets kicked up by a cam right yep and uh this is a sunroof that we've built before mm-hmm. um for other people this is definitely the biggest one uh six right. foot by 12 foot these things were, were kind of <laughs> pretty big <laughs> and the whole uh thing was built as a as a structure to sit on like in the not no well, it was like at trap level but down like in an orchestra pit basically right um and so if you imagine like roughly a seven foot by 27 foot uh, by 12 foot high cube. Yeah. Uh, that's what the entire structure ended up being. Right. <laughs> so this thing was pretty big. Yeah. Pretty big. Especially, I mean, cause we're used to building uh, machines. Yeah. Right. So like our, just our winches is kind of the, one of the bigger things we've built. Yeah. They usually fit on a table. Right. And this we're like, where table. are we going to put all of this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our shop is, it's not small, but uh, it's, it's not huge either. Right. We got about seven, just under seven thousand square feet, yeah. um, and this took up a big chunk of our center deck. Yeah, it's not set up for a, like a scene shop. Right. Right. I mean. Yep. Yep. Um, so, but the basic thing was like we we built a a big platform that could break down to go into a truck, but that platform was like twelve inches thick, and it was roughly seven feet by twenty seven feet. Right. Uh, a little bit smaller than that in both directions, but that's basically it. And then that sat on top of like scaffold that we built, right. custom scaffold, what we, what we call gates that uh, <clears throat> that basically just provided legs down to the trap room floor. Yeah. And those all had screw jacks on them. To, so we could adjust them. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so it was all quarter st- quarter inch thick plate. Everything was quarter-inch thick plate. Right. So we're building all this stuff. Like, we're building the framing members and the lids, and everything is all just quarter-inch steel. Right. And so we do that for – because we, we can get it cut on the CNC, like right? Like, we could have it right. cut on a water jet or a plasma or something like that, and we can do like a – we call like a notch and tab style. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So we can come right out of SolidWorks in this case right? and go to CNC, and then we get just a pile of steel back. In this case, like 4,000 pounds worth of steel back. <laughs> right, right. And uh, it's all notch and tab, and you can have uh, anybody kind of put the pieces together. Yeah, and weld there's it up. no like fabrication, really. Right. You know, there's no like cutting box tube and squaring right. it Measuring all. You know, and, and yeah, like jigging, yeah. It, jigging it up and stuff like that. Yep. And this time, uh, while we would normally go with water jet, the. There were two problems. One is that the water jet was fairly expensive yep. for this volume of steel. And two, the timing. As we mentioned, there was kind of a tight timeline. And to get it done quicker, uh, we had it cut on a CNC plasma. Um, it's also a custom job. So we're like, well, let's you know, try it. Let's try it. It doesn't have to be, you know, this is something that's going to, we're going to use it and then maybe get rid of it, maybe kind of adapt it into some sort of rental piece. But it's really just a one-off. Yeah. You know, if we choose to use it later, we can deal with it later. Right. Um, so we used, uh, had it done by plasma, which even in hindsight, I don't know what our other option would have been because yeah. it was like three times faster than water jet, which yeah. was just barely fast enough to get the work <laughs> Right. Done. We were kind of waiting on the parts to come in. Yeah. Because we'd get them in waves. Yeah. And 
but the quality is way worse. Way, way, way worse. <laughs> I mean, we made it work for right. sure, but things are not nearly so square. Yeah. Like the plate seemed to warp maybe on the table from the heat. From the heat, which was no, that's so good. Yeah, because uh, then we kind of it would warp and bend as it was being cut, so you'd get very inconsistent widths and so on. Right, and then the holes. We're not round oh, at all. A mess. And uh and because of the heat the steel kinda got hardened right from, on the holes on the edges, so then you had to use cobalt steel, steel drill, bits drill bits on everything. Bits and so I mean luckily we didn't have many holes to tap on this. Yeah, we had very few, but the few we did have didn't go well. That was not great. It was not great. And and then the notches and the tabs were kinda sloppy. Yep. And which made it a little harder. Yeah, to make sure that everything was aligned well, because we do rely on these notches and tabs to basically make our layout correct. Right. And if there's too much wiggle room in there, then you get these sloppy fits. Yeah. And that's not so good. So anyway, the the first thing that we so after we welded everything up, you know, we go to assemble, and these lower doors, the door trays. Yeah. Uh, they have we had linear bearings. Um, that they rode on. Right. And the first thing we noticed is that they were way hard. Way too hard. Like way the, hard. Their, the tolerance was way too tight. Given the fact that the, I mean, some of it was related to the plasma. Yeah. Right. That the the pieces were not quite as perfect as they should have been. Um, and so that was part of the problem. But then I think the other problem was that we, this was a different linear rail than we used in the past. Yep. And it wasn't as forgiving. And we kind of knew that going in, but we thought it might be okay. Right. Was not okay. No, not good. So we had just a totally unloaded door sitting on these rails trying to push it back and forth. And it took a lot of effort. Yeah. Yeah, it took both of us. It took both of us pushing to, on it to get it to budge. Right. And you're like, well, this is never going to work because one of the problem, you know, one of the challenges of this wedge design is that to get those bottom doors to squeeze the top up, Takes a fair amount of force. Yeah, you're using, using a lot of juice to get those. Yeah. To get those up. I mean, when we were when we were trying the linear rail, and we were like, "Oh, I bet it's you know, I bet it's from the plasma." And remember, we went through and shimmed it all out. Yes. And we were like, "Oh, this is great. This is great. This is gonna work." And then, and then we we floated one side and locked one side, and then it worked well. And yep. then f- locked both and it stopped working. Stopped working. Yeah. It was just too. The linear rail wanted it to be much Very tighter. precise. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, and so, <laughs> so we kind of, so I spent, I guess like a night or maybe a day. I don't remember quite how much time it took, but just to look at like, well, what can we do to make this, you right. know, to make this work? We'll, we got to swap out this linear rail. Yep. With something else. And we went back to something that I've, I've used quite a few times, uh, in my life. And I don't know why I didn't just start there, but the, um, what you can, what we ended up with was just using flat bar on edge yep. to make a track basically. And then, uh, put V groove cam followers or V groove track rollers, just right. like you'd get out of McMaster, um, and have those ride on top of the edge of the flat bar. And then I, it, it looks a little funny cause it's like, you've got this V groove thing sitting on top of a square corner. So yeah. like the, the, the apex doesn't, there is no apex to that flat bar. So it doesn't mate nice and tight like you'd expect. 
Um, but what's nice about it is that that having that V groove there makes it kind of self-centering. So it wants to fall back and center up on the track, but then it, you know, if it's a little bit out or if there's a little bit of inconsistency in the width between the rails, uh, it can just ride up ever so right. slightly. Right. And it, and it doesn't bind. It works really well. Yeah, it's very forgiving. Very forgiving. And you get a, you still get a nice high rating with those track rollers. Yes. Um, so that the load, the load rating of the the door was still very high. Um, and but it, once we swapped out that track, you could just whoosh, right give it a little push. With a your, little push in with one hand, <laughs> and the doors just sailed on through. Yeah, and much so, better. And one of our concerns, of course, was noise. Yes. Um, because it's steel on steel. Because it's steel on steel, and with everything as heavy as it was, and so on, it was it was perfectly acceptable. Right. It was actually quieter than the linear than rail. The linear, been. Yeah, exactly. So um, that worked out. That actually worked out pretty well. It did make for some rework. I mean, this yeah. was you know we we had to change the track, which changed some of the dimensions, which changed how the rig, the yeah, wire rope the, had to be routed. Right, and where the pulleys were going. Where the and, pulleys were going, yeah. yeah. And this is all happening, you know, in this kind of two-week window, and this was probably uh, at least a week into it. I don't yeah. quite remember. It's a little foggy, but... Right. We um, didn't have much time. Not a lot of time, and yep. some, you know, fairly large changes to do, so... we. But anyway, we got that done. First hurdle over. Yep. Doors are working well, um, or rolling well. Rolling well, yep. And so we set up the rig, yeah, because we were just testing it, on yes, the, on all, a bench, right? Yep. So, so then we set it all up with the wedges installed, and yeah, got everything up in the air, everything up in the air, um, and we went to go run it, and the winch didn't have enough juice to get it up the wedges, yeah. And we're like, ah, crap. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's not going to work that out. That is well. not going to work. We're going to need uh, we're gonna need some more juice. Yeah. And so, luckily, the winch we were using uh, was a belt drive. So, yeah. we were able to, to go to a two-to-one on that. Um, and we were still tight. Yeah, still tight. Still tight. But it was, it was, it was good. Um, but then we noticed that as it comes up the wedges, it was like making a, a loud bang. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. And we actually, at that point, took a, we did one of those uh, super slow-mo videos. Right. On the iPhone. On the iPhone. To, to film the wedges as they were, as the doors were closing. And the the noise it was creating was because what actually happened was that the door, as it crested the top of the wedge, the wedges are, you know, they go up an incline and they flatten out at the top. Right. And there's a small radius from the incline to the flat. Yeah. And when it cleared that incline and went to the flat, so it's going to fully closed um, or fully extended, I guess I should say, uh, the door when the doors are fully closed and, the, and they're all the way up, you got flat spot sitting on flat spot with the wedges. Right. But as it transitioned from that incline to the flat spot, the doors would actually hop, and yeah. there'd be a little air gap for just a split second, and then the that heavy door would wham, bam, right, land down on the flat spots, and so it would actually like it would get air coming up over the top of the wedges, yeah, and then whack, make that noise. Sadly, we were pretty much out of time. At yeah, that point. we didn't really have any time because we still had to get the hydraulic lift 
running and yep. we had to kind of button things up you know there's plenty of little bits and pieces to do we had to get all the bumper switch safety switch um installed around the edge of the lift and you know there's a lot of lot of detail work still to be done and it worked it was just louder than we wanted right um so we kind of moved on well i didn't want to move on from there <laughs> <laughs> you talked me down one late night <laughs> like dude we haven't gotten the rest of this done we gotta see all this so <laughs> like i know you would like it to be quieter but uh truck's coming <laughs> <laughs> And so I took your I took your sage advice. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's probably true. We probably just need to call it quits for now. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't quite let go of it. So what I ended up doing was redesigning that um, those wedges to have a much smoother radius at the top. Right. And we went ahead and shipped everything as is. And then I just had uh, Mystic Scenic, who was doing the who cut all of the wedges for us on their CNC router. I had them recut a whole new, new series of wedges with this more gradual radius. Right. And we had them drop shipped right to the theater. Because I thought, you know, we'll just go in there. We'll install it as it is. It's not awful. It's just not great. Yeah. And we'll we'll set it up and we'll let them hear it. And then, like, look, if you want us to swap them out, we have all the parts. We're ready to go. It'll take us a couple of hours to exactly. do the swap. Yep. But, you know, we do have a backup plan. And um, so... We ended up. That's that's what we ended up. That's doing. what we ended up doing. Yeah. Um, we set it up, and they're like, "Yeah, it's a little loud. If you can make it quieter, let's let's try it." And yep. I mean, luckily, we had the time. We because, did because the whole thing actually installed very quickly. I mean, one of the nice payoffs, I think, was that the you know they're certainly like any custom job. You know, you you get to the end of it, and you're like, "Ugh, there's twelve things I wish I we could have I would have done differently." Right. Taking a swing at it again. Well, something that did work out well is that it installed very quickly. It did install very quick. Uh, we installed the bulk of that sunroof and the uh, and the deck winches. You know, got the deck winches spotted in the and lagged into the trap room in the first day. First day, right? Um, and so you know, for that big of a piece, especially these each chunk. I think the lightest chunk of the sunroof was like three hundred and fifty pounds, and the heaviest chunk was like five hundred and sixty pounds. Right. Um, and there were many of those chunks. Yes. Um, for each of those, you know, to get all of those chunks into the space, onto the stage, into, into the, the pit, into the pit, yeah. and then actually set up and ready to go. Uh, yeah, I think it went pretty well. I yeah, think it, you know, I think so. It went together quickly. Um, so that was good. And then as a benefit to that, right, we were done and still couldn't quite move forward with some of the other things we were going to do because we were waiting on the rest of the set to get installed. Yep. We said, look, we got the time. If nobody's, you know, I don't want to waste anybody's money with, you know, spending the time now, but if we have the if time, we got the time, let's just go ahead and see what we can do to make it quieter. Yep. And the wedges were a lot better, a lot better. Yeah. 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 Making that transition from the slope to the flat, much more gradual made it a lot. Leaps quieter. and bounds better. Yeah. 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 So we'll have to show we we have some video of it. We'll have to get it up and yeah. uh, show people what show it people what, what it was like. Yeah. It's actually a pretty cool looking thing all right. in because you've got this big sunroof, you got this big lift. It's uh, a big it's a big lift. It's a big lift. You know, it's I a, mean, it's just a big it's a big hole in the stage. Yeah, six feet by twelve feet is. Yep. You're like that's big, and then you see it, and you're like, holy crap, that is that is <laughs> <Right>. big, <laughs> right? Um, 
And then we also installed a bunch of deck tracks. Right. Um, and that, uh, you know, the scene shop, Steppenwolf's in-house scene shop built all the deck tracks and then just used, um, our hardware, our hardware, our pulleys and dogs. Yeah. For them. And that all seemed to go. Yeah, it went, it went well. There was no problems there. Yep. Yep. And then we set the limits and ran the cues and stuff like that. And that was all pretty straightforward. Yeah. So, so when we originally were heading to Chicago, um, the plan was you and I were going to go together. Right. We don't often go out on jobs as a pair, just because usually, you know, one guy's going out, the other guy's got to hang back at the shop and or go to another job site or exactly. something. Yeah. You know. Um, <laughs> but our plan was because we knew this was a tight timeline, and because I didn't feel awesome about how loud the thing was, I wanted to make sure we could get the thing quieter on site. Right. We were going to go together as a team and like bang on it together. Yep. Um, but there was a sniz <laughs> that didn't work out as planned. A small sniz. <laughs> so what? So what's the what's the backstory? Like there's there's a little lead up to where it all came to. I think we left on a Wednesday. Uh, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll call it Wednesday. We'll call it a Wednesday. Right. And uh, yeah. So Dallas Theater Center. Um. Called is that Dallas, Texas? Yes, Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. Texas. Okay. Dallas, Texas. <laughs> 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 uh, called you know a couple weeks before, like a week or two before this Wednesday, and said that they were having problems with um, some of their stuff resetting. They were they borrowed some of their stage hands. Well, they were calling them stage hands, and uh, and then it come to find out it was just it was. It was an enclosure that somebody else had loaned them with our card in there. Right. So, so their stagehand card was resetting. Right. Because uh, they, they were doing a fairly big show, like 11 axes. Right. And they own some amount of like gear they bought from us. Right. They own like four or five. Yeah. And then the rest of it they'd borrowed from outside. Yeah, from outside. And so, so I talked to them and told them a few things to try. Um and then they're like, okay. And then I didn't really hear much from them afterward. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of assumed they got it all worked out. And then they called, you know, a couple of days before we left, and um, I talked to them some more. And then that was it. And then uh, the morning we were supposed to leave, right? They called and um, still talking to me about like resetting and you know cues turning green but not moving. And I was like, oh look, I mean, I don't. You know, it sounds like you've got a couple different problems, and uh, I tried to tell them what to, you know, what some what, ideas, some of ideas to, to yeah. try and look at. And uh, finally, they were like, "Yeah, how about you just come here, and uh, and you've, you you take a look at this for us." And yeah, I was like, "Well, and, that yeah, I mean, usually that would be no problem, right?" Um, but but at this point, at at this specific time point, we are like. 45 minutes to leaving for the airport <laughs> to go to Chicago. Right. And Royal is like walking around the shop on his cell phone. Like, yeah, I'd love to help you out. <laughs> it's just, the timing is really tough right now. It's really hard. And it, not to like, I mean, everybody in theater works incredibly hard. So I don't say this to get pity, but just like to, to join in the camaraderie that we'd been working like hundred plus hour weeks. Right. All through August, and we're right. just dying to get this job done. Done. We just want it done and over with. <laughs> and move on a little bit. And it, yeah, and you're kind of walking around in circles. Like, I don't see how we're going to make this happen. And I'm, 
you know, <laughs> you're like, I'm just like, yeah. this is not going to happen. <laughs> not gonna work. Like, we can't do it. We can't do it. This is like the, the straw that breaks the camel's back. <laughs> right. But finally we found a compromise and I was like, look, uh, I can, I'll be there tonight and then we will, we'll take a look at it all tonight as soon as they're, cause they were in previews. Yeah, and that was why this had suddenly reached a fever pitch. We kind right. of find out like, yep. why they were so adamant that we had because to get somebody there is because this, this is a, a premiere. This yeah. is a premiere show that they, you know, had, that they hope will go on to Broadway. Right. And so all, some all of, information we're learning like <laughs> that day. right now, like, right. twenty five minutes before boarding. <laughs> like, oh, it's, this is kind of a big it's deal kind for of you. A big deal for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I said, okay, well, we'll just. I'll come there. We'll take a look at it. Uh, we'll work through the, you know, we'll work. I said late, late into, yeah, late the, night. into the night. Sure. <laughs> and then, uh, and being then, optimistic. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, wake up the next morning and work. And then I've, and then that would mean that Gareth was on his own for yeah. the first day at Steppenwolf. Like a child with scissors. Exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and then I would make it to Chicago that night. So then I was at Steppenwolf. We were, we were in Steppenwolf together on day two. Right. Right? So, um, and, and they were so, like, we think, that, we think we want to do that, but we got to get approval. Right. And, and so, at this point, we have to start driving to the airport <laughs> because it's right. like, we got to get on some plane yeah. one way or the other. Yeah. So, I told her, I was like, look, I'm going to the airport. Let me know. Let me know. I mean, I've got my ticket to Chicago. So, if I don't hear from you, I'm going to Chicago. And sure enough, she called when, when I was on my way because we took separate cars and stuff. And so... She said, yeah, we want you to come. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So we and get to the gate or to the ticket counter at the same time, and I check in, and Royal just buys a new ticket. You go up, and you say, I need to change my flight. <laughs> <laughs> like, so instead of Chicago, I want to go to Dallas. <laughs> and I'm like, so you don't really want to change your flight. You just want a totally want to new ticket. Cancel it and start a new one. Like, I was like, yeah, that's, that's probably. Yeah, tomato, tomato. Right. Yeah, I mean, I I'm, not, I'm not hip to your airline speak <laughs> yeah sure right so anyway we get there i get there um the show's still going on and um wait till the show comes down yep and we just start taking a look at stuff and so the first thing i wanted to check was the resetting because you know i was able to see that in the log in their log files and they've right. been talking and about that for a while and by saying by resetting just to be clear what we're saying is like basically the stagehands are rebooting right at various points in the show which is a train wreck like yes. that is an awful thing to have to endure because you're losing your position you lose your position the position counter gets reset it's it's a mess right stagehands reboot so that was the first thing i wanted to check and on a lot of the the units that they had borrowed um the bezel of the LCD screen was pressed tight to the to the middle of the enclosure. Right, and so, we've seen that before that it builds up a static charge between the metal bezel and the metal enclosure. Yeah, and, and it, then right, it can't be static or it can just be noise on the ground. It's just at that point you're you're grounding the you're connecting the digital common of the circuit board to the earth ground, ground right? Like that's connected to the VFD and everything else, and, and that's, that's dirty. That's terrible. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. And so we've seen that, you know, that causes, it causes it to reset. Yeah. So, you know, we, we stand them off and that's what I did is I went through and stood them all off and we were like, okay, sweet. And we were able to run through like their first set. I mean, we were able to run like 75% through the show without no problems. Yeah. And they were like, oh, this is great. This is the most we've been able to do. And then one unit 
then started to fault. Like uh, the encoder was having problems and like it would just, it wasn't resetting. It, the card wasn't resetting cause we were still retaining position, but then all of a sudden the, the, um, no, actually the card was resetting. Okay. The card was resetting and then it was also resetting position yep. too. Um, so it, we took a look at that and I chased that back and found that it was, uh, a bad cable on the encoder. Right. Because the, the conductors were stripped back a little too far. Oh, and, and they get twisted around inside yeah, that connector, inside and then the connector. you get copper on copper on, and you can like, yeah, you can short it out. You can short it out, right. right? And that's what was happening there, and so we fixed that, and then we ran through stuff, and again we got pretty far, and they were like, "Oh, this is great," and then the next thing came of the they were running it, and the queue turned green, but nothing moved. Ah, and so they were like, "See, this is another thing that's been happening." And like throughout all of this, you know, they keep saying, well, this, you know, this happens and this happens and this happens. And I just tried to be like, look, I don't care about that. You right. Know, I don't we care gotta, about that other problem right now. We want to fix this one problem. And that, that's just a good, you know, a good thing. To, it, it can be overwhelming when things are going off the rails. Right. But like when you're trying to troubleshoot, it's like, you gotta, we got to stick to one problem at a time. It's exactly. like, yeah, 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 I see that other problem over there. And we're going to deal with that problem. Yeah, we're going to deal with we Right. We cannot lose focus on this first thing that we're chasing yeah. down. We don't want to see this problem happen again. Right. And then we, you know, who cares if we Make see that list problem? list of their problems. Yep. Now we're going to triage the problems, and now we're going to take them one at a time. Yep. Yep. And so so we saw it turn green, and nothing happened. And so uh, I was like, oh, okay. And so, like, to me, that obviously, that meant, like, a dry fault. Dry fault, right. Um, and so these were Durapulse. Uh, VFDs. Oh, from Automation Direct. From Automation Direct. Yeah. So the the big thing on the Durapulse VFDs is the momentary power loss. It's like if you hit e-stop, and you have to wait five seconds before you can release it. Right. You got to wait for the power to completely drain out of the the VFD. Yep. So at first I was like, ah, oh, I bet that's what he did, and he's like, no, I didn't do that. And so we kept running it, and we were able to see it happen on two of the. Well, they were. It, it was happening on two axes, two of these axes. Yeah. And that's it. Um, and so then I went down into the pit and was looking at stuff, and they were running it, and they called me on the radio, and they were like, "All right, we're gonna run it." And I was just standing there watching. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I saw the the Durapulse kick off. Yeah. Go into momentary power loss, and I'm like, "What the hell is that?" Yeah. And just to be clear, momentary power loss is a fault on the VFD, and it is what you, it sounds like. It's like the, the those drives, if you lose power momentarily, they'll go into a fault, and they won't they won't run again until you clear the fault. Right. And so either you either have to fully cycle them down, power them down completely, or you have to hit the little reset button on them. Yeah. That's like the only way. Yeah. To clear it. Yeah. To clear it. And so. But to, so this was going to momentary power loss fault. Just sitting there. Sitting there. Plugged in, powered up, right. no e-stop, nothing. <laughs> right. So my head, like, I'm like, all right, it's got to be like something wrong with the emergency stop contactor. Right. Or something like sure. that. So I pull open the 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 drive and there that enclosure and um, start power, you know, start going through everything. Yeah. And everything looks fine. So I'm like, okay. And I check power cables. Everything looks fine there. And I go back and then I open the distro their distro because it was like a homemade distro yep and everything looks fine there and i'm like what the hell is going on and i measured the voltage 
and it was two oh five. Ah, and that's I, a little for, low. Yeah, and it, well, at first I'm like, okay, that's fine. And then I'm like, wait a second, two oh five, that's pretty low. Yeah, and I'm like, well, I wonder what the voltage of the drive is, like it's what the drives for. are rated for. Yeah, right. And so, the drives are two hundred and thirty volt. Yeah. Plus or minus ten percent, <laughs> <laughs> which cuts off then at two oh seven. Just enough for two oh eight, right? <laughs> yeah, and so I was like, "Oh crap! I wonder if that's what's going on." Yeah, and I was like, "I don't know." And this was after like staying up all night. Yeah, like going through this stuff, and so I'm like getting a little foggy. Yeah, and I called the I called Automation Direct. And talk to their engineer. Yeah. And I was like, is that, this is what I got. And this is what I'm seeing. And he's like, this really be a problem. Yeah. Cause I just, right. I'm like, at the end of the day, it's just a couple of volts. You know, is that, is that really the problem? And, uh, the guy's like, oh yeah, that'll definitely screw you. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's a problem. That's (laughs) That's a a problem. problem. And I still couldn't really, I still had a hard time believing it. And so I called you. Right. I'm like, Hey, do you, do you believe this? And you're like, ah, yeah. I mean, yeah, is what it, the, the spec the, is the spec. The spec is the spec. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the engineer like, is saying that this is this, this is, is what is rated for. Right, and, and so you're now you're start, you're below that spec, and you're seeing intermittent problems. I well, that sounds why. about right. Right, you know? and so they were and only, at some specific voltage, it, it cuts off. It, I mean, right. You know, it's like we do this in testing on you know like with the stagehand cards, like finding what what's the actual line where it's like how low of a voltage for what time band yeah can you you know will it tolerate will it stand you know, right yeah, it's like it's like four point four point seven seven is fine point set four seven six and boop yep. it's off no dice yeah. yeah and so and they were only seeing this problem like the dry fault problem on two two of their motors and all the others were Mitsubishi VFDs. Uh, and the Mitsubishi is a much wider operating And so that range. was my next thing of like to try and justify it in my head before I went and saying yeah. I figured it out. Um, and so I looked up the Mitsubishi, and the Mitsubishi are rated for 200. For, 200 probably, right? Yeah, 200 volt, and then they go all the way down to 170. Oh, okay, okay. And so, so all the way down to 170. On right. Two, yeah, so 170, and they go up to like 250 or something? Something like that, yeah. yeah, if I remember correctly. But their their range was crazy yes. compared to the Durapulse. And so that's why they weren't seeing the problem on, on the other. axes. <coughs> right. Uh, makes sense. So to me, I mean, the fix was... We got to get some more Mitsubishi. We got to get some more drives in here, right? Yeah. And there was no like getting the drives and then wiring them into this enclosure. Like, yeah, this that custom enclosure right, that they had. That borrowed. wasn't an option yeah. to me. I said, we just got to find some state chance. Right. And um, so we called around. I just opened up our customer list and started calling the people I knew. Yeah. And uh, hey. Yeah. Luckily, uh, the Zach. Zach Theater. Yeah, Zach Theater. Um, was able to help out. That's great. And they were able to loan their stage hands to Dallas. And that's we got very that. generous. Yeah. 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 We got that. And then they were, then they were all golden. Nice. <laughs> that was a crazy night though. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot of, that's a lot of ground to cover when you look at, you know, you had problems with the, the way the cards were mounted and they were grounding out. Right. Problems with cabling and just, you know, shorting out cables. And then, 
building power ultimately yeah. being a, incompatible with some of the equipment that they had in right. space. Right. You know, and to get that all sorted out in like a 14, 18 hours or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yeah. And like I was telling you, I mean, I didn't really think about it like on my way there or anything like that of like, I've got 18 hours or whatever to solve the problems. And like, I knew that, but I didn't like think I've got to do it. Yes. Until I was like in the thick of it. And I'm like, you gotta, you gotta figure this out before you leave. Right. I mean, <laughs> you gotta get on this plane, go to Chicago. I, believe, I have to leave and like, they have to have their problems. Fixed. <laughs> right. They are going into preview. Right. And this has to work tonight. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's crazy. That's a, that's a hell of a story. It's, <laughs> it's great that you got it all figured out, though. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Yeah. Not and easy. now everything is up and running for them. And yeah, I was just they wanted me to go back and be there just in case there were problems. Right. To and get so, through open, to get through previews and into opening. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because they're final, like their final previews and then opening is when the big reviewers were there and stuff like that. So that's when they were. They and so wanted. you just went down and sat with the operator. Yep. Made sure the shows ran. You know, exactly. Answered questions. Right. Whatever. But just have like a, an insurance a policy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Safety blanket. Yeah, yeah. Just have somebody there. I mean, it's a big deal for the theater, obviously. And, uh, you know, the automation is critical to what they're doing. And they weren't, you know, I think they're they're all good people down there, obviously. But they, um, automation, automation generally isn't their strong suit. Right. And then they had some pretty severe problems. As yeah, well. some tough problems to crack. And yeah, and they kind of had a you know they didn't help themselves out necessarily by having a mishmash of some equipment that was purchased directly from us, some equipment they borrowed from other people. And, yeah, you know, but every but I understand it. Everyone's got you know everyone's got budgets, and everyone's trying to meet make those it all budgets. Work. Yep, and it's 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 understandable how you get into that situation, but that becomes all the more daunting if you don't know exactly what you're yes looking at yep yeah bingo so wow cool yeah so that i think that's that's great i think that's yeah. kind of puts a bow on both of those uh both of those things pretty well both the steppenwolf and uh the dallas theater right um and it leads us nicely into our next point which is if any of this sounds interesting to you, <laughs> we are currently lo- <laughs> we are currently looking for some more people to come join our band of merry automation junkies. Um, as you can tell, it can be challenging around here. We do a lot of work. It ends up being fast paced, and we do it kind of in depth. Right. Uh, we do everything soup to nuts, down at the circuit board level, all the way up to um, you know the finished UI software programming. <laughs> On the mechanic side, we are taking in raw materials here, doing all the machining, machining and churning out right. uh, machines. So we're looking for folks that are are well-experienced either as mechanics, um, both doing machine assembly and fabrication, but then also you'd be expected to do machining work as well, Yep, manual and CNC. Yep. And then we're also looking for folks that are good in uh, electricians slash electronics. So both panel wiring, um, doing control panel wiring and um you know cabling that sort of thing but then also again back down to the circuit board level um soldering troubleshooting uh knowing how to use a scope right uh having some experience with programming um is pretty necessary too yep um at least in the pl you know plc ideally microcontroller stuff as well um but we are looking for folks to come help yeah and Uh, willing to travel 
And that's a very good point. Thank you for mentioning that. The other thing is that there's travel. Yeah. Um, going out on site, installing equipment. As you as you just heard, sometimes it's just last minute. <laughs> sometimes it can be a little last minute. Sometimes you got to go and halfway across the world. Luckily, most of the time when you travel, it's because things aren't going well. So right. you got that so to look forward to. very excited. <laughs> Boy, will they be happy to see you. Um, but it... If you enjoy that kind of work, you kind of can't beat it to be a part of a small, scrappy uh, right. automation company that's doing some pretty cool stuff these days. And we've got a lot of new products that we're working on, a lot of cool stuff. Yep. Um, it's just a, it's a, it is a massive amount of work. And uh, if you like to work, this is a great this is good to place to come. <laughs> <laughs> so if that tickles your fancy, please send an email to careers at creativeconners.com or you can reach out to either me or Royal directly. Yep. That's fine too. Um, but shoot us a resume, give us a little, uh, a, a little insight into what, what you think would, uh, why you think you'd like to come. Yeah. Um, what you like to do, what you like to do, what your interests are. Um, yeah. And, uh, and we can start the conversation there. Um, so yeah, we're looking for people immediately yeah. at the moment. So if you're, if you're interested, let like us know. Last week. Yeah, if you could start last week. We actually you're actually behind is the problem. We have a whole list of things you you were supposed you to be were doing. Supposed to do, so. Nice. You had one job. Jeez. You already have demerits. <laughs> but as you can tell, you know, we have a pretty good time here. So um it's not it's not all it is all crazy work, but we it's work we enjoy doing and you know, if you like that, you'll have fun. Yeah. So yeah. If you're looking for work, give us a holler. Uh Thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, if you like the show, please rate it on iTunes and tell your friends. It's the best way for people to find the show. And if you have things you'd like us to talk about, we still have a long list, but we're getting through them. Um, send an email to podcast at creativeconnors.com. See you next week. Thanks, guys.